You are listening to a Monash Christian Union Bible Talk. We encourage you to share this with friends and family, but ask that you do not edit it without the permission of the owners. This Bible Talk is designed to supplement belonging to a local church with its teaching and community, not to replace it. We pray this talk helps you love Jesus and become more like him. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, we are back with another fireside chat, but this is a bit different. We actually are next to a fireplace. It's not going, uh, but we've also got more than one guest this time. We have three guests, uh, three not staff, not even apprentices, <laughs> though they might become apprentices in the future. Uh, it's late at night, and so there's some there's teas and coffees in people's hands, but we have three people, and so I'll let you guys introduce yourself. Do you want to introduce yourself and... What are you, uh, when did you graduate um, and maybe, uh, or what are you doing now? Let's start with that. Yeah, I'm happy to start. Hi, everyone. If you met me, my name is Rihanna. If you haven't met me, my name is <laughs> And if you're in CU at all for like the last semester, you've probably heard that joke. Yeah. Um, you just have to excuse me because I actually just had dinner and sometimes when I eat too much, I make a little gurgle <laughs> in my chest. <laughs> We're waiting. We're waiting, Rihanna. <laughs> so if you hear like a, a dark, deep voice coming out from my chest, that's my, <laughs> my inner voice. Um, anyway, yeah, I graduated at um, in the middle of the year. So I graduated in July. Just had my graduation cer- ceremony actually a few days ago. Ooh. I did commerce and IT. Um, yeah, I'm currently working full time. I'm at a firm called Deloitte in Data and AI. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I can go next. Um, I'm Sarah. <laughs> um, I graduated end of 2021, start of 2022, so that, that summer. And I studied arts and law at Monash and I'm now working as a government lawyer in crime. Mm. Yep. Uh, and I'm Catherine. Um, I graduated at the end of 2022 um, and I started full-time work in March. Uh, and I also work at a firm called Deloitte, what? Uh, where Rihanna works, um, <laughs> but we don't see each other. We're on completely different floors. Um, and I work in their Deloitte Access Economics practice, uh, which is in economics consulting. Cool. Well, that's great. Uh, it's lovely to have you guys along. Um, maybe you've all been involved quite a bit in your CU at different times throughout your university degree. Uh, hit us up with a highlight. What is the highlight of CU from your time at CU? Silence is great. It's like Bible study when the Bible study leader asks a question and everyone just like stays silent. Um, um, The gospel. It's Mm. like very clearly proclaimed through CU's ministry. Um, for, For me, it was kind of the first time that I'd really clearly heard it as an adult um and i think it's a very see a very special environment where you're with christians your own age who are all just as passionate about the gospel as you are um and so there's kind of this growth that happens when you see you that kind of will never really happen at any other point in your life so mm. yeah that would be my answer to why it's special mm. I'd probably say the community. I feel like it was a really rich community. And um, like before coming to CU, I wasn't, um, I was a Christian, but I wasn't very active in my faith and it wasn't very much part of my everyday. But when I came to CU, I saw a lot of people living like Christians at their workplace or like their uni where they study. And that was really challenging. Um, And I feel like I grew a lot in terms of being like, you know, like, what do I do on the commute on the way to, to uni? Like, I just feel like it, like being Christian infiltrated more of my life and my day-to-day things. Um, and just so often you'd have conversations with people at TNT, um, or like other events, just talking about like, oh, like, um, you know, what has, what has encouraged you recently? Um, like a ha- what has God been teaching you or like, <clears throat> like what non-Christian friend can I be praying for and had just never had those conversations before and that was really challenging and kind of like overwhelming like 
whoa, okay. <laughs> but then eventually became like really rubbed off on me and I really grew through that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think a highlight for me was probably like, yeah, the Bible teaching. I think I remember when I first heard Stu preach. Um, yeah, I think it just opened my eyes to like different ways that people can teach the Bible. Um, yeah, I think before that, like the only experience that I had of like good Bible teaching was like at my church. So it was really, um, yeah, really helpful for my growth um, to be exposed to like different ways of faithfully preaching and teaching the Bible. Um, yeah, and that was experienced through like NTs and summits and stuff as well. Um, yeah, some of my like favorite memories since you come from being a part of those events and camps. Mm. Um, so uh, the goal of this podcast or the aim of this podcast is that we think carefully about how do we leave our CU time well and how do we think about our last year of serving and living in CU um, and being at uni and studying and then how do we transition between that and full-time work uh, well. So I think for most students, including me when I was at uni, we kind of had this freaky idea of full-time work um, that it's just hard and gross and you don't want to do it and how good are uni holidays and I can't, I don't ever want to do full-time work. Uh, so what's from your perspectives now you've been out for what what three months four months yeah two three months yeah (laughs) like nine months nine months i've been working for six yeah and nearly two years yeah so now you guys have been out that long uh what are your reflections about full-time work what is a one joy or one good thing about full-time work to help get us over the fear factor of full-time work I really like the routine. The yeah. routine oh, is so nice. Like so good. <laughs> going to bed at the same time every night and like getting up at the same time in the morning, albeit when I work from home, I sleep in probably later than I do when I go into the office. Um, Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but like knowing what you're doing Monday to Friday for like majority of your time is like actually really helpful to plan around yep. mm. and less exhausting. I find it less exhausting than when I was at uni. Yeah. Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Would you like to explain that? Yeah, I feel like I was actually thinking about like a low light and it'd be like the fact that I spend so much time at work. Like I know that you're talking about like, yeah, what we enjoy about work and there's lots to enjoy. But I think, yeah, when I reflected on like what I found hard about work was just like spending like having my whole week revolve around work. <laughs> yeah. So opposite. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's good and bad. Yeah. 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 We're coming to the bad. What's yeah, the good? Yeah, Let's sorry. start. What's yeah. the good thing? Mm. Good things first. Oh, I was going to say my bad. I mean, my good thing. Wait. What was, what, good, sorry. Good. We're doing good things. <laughs> We're doing good things. I'm so sorry. Yep. Um, I really like not taking work home. Obviously, that depends on the work you do, but I like finishing at like 5 or 5.30 and then coming home and being like, that's it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I love a sneaky nap on the train. <laughs> Come home refreshed to cook dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's nice. Mm. Mm. Um, I think for me, it's been kind of nice just like having a bit more money. Like, um, yeah, um, it's nice. Yeah. Like now at youth group, I can like shout my girls bubble tea, you know, and I'll be able to like (laughs) give them that. Um, and even like at church and stuff, like, I feel like I'm more able to just like give more like financially and be like in a position to do that. So that's been nice Mm. about having a bit more money. Mm. Yeah. And having the my weird experience was the first month is like, oh, this is nice. And then the second month, you're like, wait, I get this much money every month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weird experience. Great. And so let's flip the tables on that. What's what's a hard thing of full-time work or something you found difficult? I don't know about you guys, but my probably like first six to eight months, I was like just chronically tired like so much (laughs) um yeah I think part of that was um like as a lawyer you have to do to be a lawyer you have to do practical legal training and I made a really dumb decision about um working full-time and studying full-time for like eight months um which was really really hard (laughs) um so that probably definitely I mean yeah that definitely contributed to it um but yeah I just felt like I was coming home tired and um yeah uh, really disorganized, not packing my lunch, buying mm. lunch too much. <laughs> um, 
eventually improved for sure but I think I found that quite challenging yeah Mm. and just yeah having less of a social life for a bit because of um reduced energy Mm. yeah yeah it takes it out of you to have to like be concentrating at work for like seven and a half or eight hours a day by the time you like leave go for like go to work get home it ends up being like sometimes up to like 11 hours like door to door and that like that in itself like just having such long days like Mm. does take it out of you yeah I relate to social life like non-existent (laughs) I feel like my social life is boring now (laughs) it's just like instead of like being able to see your friends like every week or like you see them at CU or at like uni and you just catch up like a lot of your friends are like not at work and so you have to make time outside of that but then you have such limited time outside of work it's Mm. like you have your Saturday and your Sunday and then maybe a couple of nights a week Mm. and if you catch up with one person after work that's like kind of all you can do like Mm. you can kind of only do like one thing like on a weeknight Um, and so you end up only seeing people like every couple of weeks like it's just longer between when you see people yeah Mm -hmm. or majority of like people yeah let's think about that a little bit more um how do you keep good friendships when you start full-time work because you come out of cu and uni and you've got a lot of friends but how do you translate that to like friends that will last Mm. (laughs) um yeah, I think in my experience throughout my uni years, I think, um, yeah, hard times I went through, honestly, I think helped me to see and like identify like friends who, um, yeah, were um, really integral to, to my faith. Um, yeah, the people who like walked through, with, walked through like the dark times with you, I think, yeah, by God's grace, like he did show that to me and mm. in that sense I guess I was able to kind of focus in my um efforts and like how intentional I was um into like that particular group of people yeah because I think over time yeah I've realized that um I am human and actually like living out my human limitations and like not being able to deepen relationships with everyone is actually good like it's fine we're recognizing how God has made us mm. um yeah, so it's definitely meant that um, my circles are, um, are broader in that I know more people now that I'm older, but in terms of people that I can invest in deeply, uh, it has become smaller, like having started, started work. Um, yeah, because my nine to five is at, um, at my job and I want to have space to like deepen relationships with people there as well. Um, but yeah, with like friends from CU and stuff, I yeah, I found that I've, I've just had to just make the circle a bit smaller just because, yeah, I'm human. And that's like, that's kind of sad because sometimes I'll see people mm. and I'm like, oh, I want, like, I really want to be friends with you and, like, I want to have a deep friendship with you. But, yeah, I guess there's only so much that, yeah, one can do. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Sarah? You're a couple of years out now. Where, mm. are, where are most of your good friends are they friends that are still from CU that you've kept up with and how have you done that or are they church friends how have you kind of managed that yeah um you know I feel like I definitely relate to Rihanna I feel like it's something that I'm still accepting I think I find it hard drifting from people generally Mm -hmm. as a as a um personality trait of mine (laughs) but I think I'm working on becoming less sad and also like cynical of friendship drift if I were to put a term to it because <laughs> yeah. you like just can't physically keep up like friendships with everyone that you love and that you have invested in and they've invested in you um but right now I'd say like my main group community is definitely my church and I'm very thankful for my church community so I'm at Regen um and I have yeah very close like family community with my small group my missional community um and I have a few couple of friends that I try to see every couple of months um a few from CU that we've tried to intentionally keep in touch together and let's just take that for a sec so yeah um you've got a couple of friends that you see every couple of months yeah let's 
maybe helpfully set the expectations because when you're at uni, you see your friends like every day or uh, like every yeah, second totally. day or every week at TNT, you know. Yeah. Uh, so mm. for all of you, like your good, close friends, that you, your confidants, the people you confide in, the people that you trust, how often are you catching up with them? Like, like mm-hmm. is it an everyday kind of thing or an every week kind of thing or is it a, is it a longer term? Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but um, yeah, probably like a every couple of months thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I found that hard not seeing close friends, especially CU uni friends, not every day. <laughs> um, and I mean, most of them are working now as well. So the only time we can see each other is after work but you know we might live on different sides of Melbourne so <laughs> then you can only be the weekends at lunchtime mm-hmm. uh, um so yeah I feel like time is just limited but and you like it probably won't happen unless you plan it <laughs> so then um yeah I feel like it's every couple of months um for me yeah mm. yeah Cat <laughs> and I are looking yeah. at each other because yep. we catch up very often. <laughs> yep. Um. I, yeah, I have some people that I catch up with, and like I kind of like there's yeah the people that I'm really close with, and then the people a bit further away. Actually, my family has become like really important since I started working. Um. Because mm. I still live <clears> with them, and so yeah, I see them a lot more frequently than. Like it's easier to see them, I guess, than catching up with other people. Um, probably every like couple of weeks. Sometimes it's like a couple of months. Like it depends on like the person, but mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it can be a couple of months and they're still like a very close friend and we might have like messaged or called, but actually like to see them, it might take mm-hmm. a bit of time and it depends on kind of what's happening on like the weekend, whether there's like other um, commitments and other things that we like and like our diaries just don't match up um but even then like when we catch up it's like we have a lot to catch up on but at the same time like you just pick up where you left off um I feel like that's like a good indication of like a friendship being able to withstand time like there'll be times when you can't see each other for a variety of reasons and that can go on for ages like you might be living in different countries but yeah some friends like you're just able to pick up where you left off um and that's still a good thing too yeah mm-hmm. yeah funny story so I asked my sisters like we have family dinners like every week um but I asked that's my so sisters nice. <laughs> sorry really that's wholesome. really nice uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry every second week but anyway what I'm about to say is not as nice <laughs> anyway I like try to organize like one-to-one catch-ups with my sisters like every month um and then um sorry every two months and then I asked one of my sisters, I was like, hey, do you want to like, you know, catch up more often? Like maybe do like every month? And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did she give a reason? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but I think it just goes to show that like everyone's busy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, people know. probably have different, like people have different capacities for being able to like yeah. see each other regularly as well. Mm. Like I know some of my friends who are like really introverted actually for them to like be working and then seeing other like really close friends regularly, like that looks very different for them as opposed as opposed to someone who's like really extroverted and actually like work is not enough extrovertedness for them and they don't see enough people or talk to enough people at work mm. and they need to do that outside too. Mm. Um, yeah, so it depends a bit on the person, I guess. Mm. Mm. Uh, so let's just think about friendship then in terms of that transition. So I think we've helpfully set some, some kind of norm expectations if you will because mm-hmm. i don't know about you guys but i left uni going oh yeah we're gonna like hang out all the time like i'll be busy with work but then outside of that my nights are free so like yeah. go for it um mm-hmm. and i'm an extrovert so that kind of worked but not really um but that transition period so the period between kind of your, you're coming up towards the end of uni you're starting full-time work uh how did you uh kind of in be intentional with friendships in that time or maybe you weren't and you wish you were what would you kind of say to young students who are about to graduate how how to navigate that time so you mean like the period between graduating and starting work like or even say the last six months of uni into starting work Mm. Mm. 
you might have done it incredibly well. You might have done it really poorly, and you might have learned from that. But yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. I think I feel like I did good, but I didn't do like really good or bad. <laughs> I just don't know how to. Was <laughs> yeah. just there. You just survived. <laughs> just yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like I don't know how to evaluate it. But um, yeah, I think. But I think I often did feel like, oh, I wish I saw my friends more and, like, why am I so busy? And mm. I think I had a lot of emotional, like, weight of, like, job applications as well that I just always mm. had to get through. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But I think in the last year of uni, I think um, I obviously loved see you so much, <clears throat> especially TNT and just having, like, a lot of good friends that you saw each week. But I think, I guess near the end of uni um, at CU, I probably tried to focus more on like a smaller group of people. Um, And for me, that just looked like the law faculty because I was faculty leading. Um, And also kind of thinking about the fact that I'm leaving this community. um, And that's sad. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, like um, also, yeah, I guess just trying to, achieve different goals like finish uni well, um, prepare for jobs, um, uh, like how can I be, how can I use my time the best at CU in light of these different um, commitments and things like that? Yeah, so I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm, yeah, I think... I don't know. By the by the last semester of uni, I think I kind of already knew um who my like really close um friends were and like my people that I trust and people that I tend to with everything. Um yeah, so I think honestly my last semester of uni was just like coming to terms with the fact that like yeah, I um it was that group. Not not that they're bad people. <laughs> Like grieving the next life. Grieving that they weren't better than what they were. Is that what they were saying? Uh, Their names, Rihanna. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but um, I think it was just grieving the fact that like I actually couldn't invest. um, Actually, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, towards the end of in like sorry, in my last semester of uni, I was grieving the fact that like I couldn't invest in the first years as much as I wanted to. Um, because I was like going to leave, uh, in the middle of the year, I wouldn't even be able to like see them through the, like the, the first year. Um, yeah. So my last semester of uni, I kind of identified like close people that I trust, um, and that I tend to, um, yeah, for things. Um, but I was also going through like the process of just like grieving other friendships that I, I probably wouldn't be able to deepen by the time I left uni and like left that environment. Yeah. Mm. That was very well put and I really relate yeah. to that. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so let's think about that um, that transition then. Like you're grieving that you're leaving CU. Um, how did you think about balancing, say, involvement in CU and involvement in church in that last semester or so and then starting full-time work? How did that transition go? Kat, I know you had quite a different experience of this, I think, than these two did. Do you want to tell us what kind of... Uh, <laughs> What's your experience, uh, Kat? Uh, <laughs> tell us um, how your experience of kind of since graduation, how, what your experience of church has been. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's been quite different. Um so probably for mo- for all my time at uni, like being involved in CU was actually where I was like primarily being spiritually fed. Um, it mm. wasn't my church. Um, mm. And so I'd kind of said for most of the time that I'd been at uni that eventually I would likely have to move church at some point. Um, and so in my last, in my last year of um, being involved in CU and, being at uni, I kind of was a bit torn. I was like, well, I know I'm not going to be in CU forever. And so I will, like, I still invested in my church and that was a church that I'd been at um, 
for the whole time I'd been at uni. Um, and so I did, yeah, kind of not redirect all my effort away from CU and towards my church. Um, but I did try and intentionally invest a bit more in my church, recognizing that kind of the relationships that I had in CU probably wouldn't continue or a vast majority of them. Um, and that wouldn't be a place like I wouldn't be able to serve in CU anymore beyond when I graduated. So I wanted to have spaces where I could still serve. Um, and then kind of a few months after finishing uni, um, I ended up actually leaving my church uh, to go find a new church um, and made that quite difficult decision. Uh, and so I've like, yeah, now settled at a new church. Um, and so that, yeah, has probably looked quite different in terms of where I was intent, like I was intending uh, to be like, to have that shift, I guess, from CU to a church, but then that kind of didn't last for as long as I was anticipating it to. Um, and so I've kind of sat in a phase of like looking for a new, ch like for a few months of like looking for a new church and not, yeah, that like that energy wasn't wasted by any uh, stretch of the word. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I guess, looked different to how I anticipated it to look doing that switch from like CU to church as like a primary community of Christians. Yeah. Mm. So how did you find the, um, leaving CU, you've, you kind of, there's a bunch of friendships that change nature, change shape. You're, you're leaving the place where you've been fed a lot, but then you're also trying to church shop, even though that term sucks, but you know what I mean? Um, how did you find that affected your faith? And starting full-time work at the same time. There's a lot of changes going on. Yeah. It's a lot of change. <laughs> a lot of people recommended mm. I didn't do that. I didn't listen to them. I don't know <laughs> that I would do it again. <laughs> do you do what part again? Uh, all of that change right. at once in the period of a month. Yeah. Yep. That's a um, lot of change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It did. Like, it did um, affect my faith in some ways. Um I, like while I was looking for a church, I actually committed to doing uh, BSF, which is Bible Study Fellowship for people mm -hmm. that don't know it. Um, and I had said that that would be like it would be helpful to do that so that I still had like a consistent Christian community that I was meeting with regularly even while I was looking for a church. Um, and so in some ways it didn't like I was still accountable to people and so I was still growing consistently sitting under regular teaching each week but it wasn't from a church perspective um yeah I kind of like don't know how to answer your question <laughs> like That's fine. it just kind of happened um yeah. yeah and I think in in a number of ways I did grow through that process because it forced me to um yeah take take hold of my faith for myself, which I'd done at uni um, while involved in CU and while I'd been in church and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, kind of being on your own, I guess, then makes you really appreciate, um, like, being in God's word and, um, yeah, being able to explore that for yourself um, and not having other – like, having other people speak into – yeah, your own faith and that stuff is like really good. Um, but actually, yeah, for me, it kind of forced me to, yeah, take it with two hands for myself and go, mm -hmm. I'm going to take responsibility for this and I'm going to like make sure that I have, yeah, both the spiritual disciplines and like the intentionality in like how I'm going to continue growing even while I don't have these structures in place. Mm -hmm. um, and that stuff is stood me in good stead even mm. now that I'm at a church and like those habits and things have been really helpful. Um, and so in that way, my faith has grown significantly because I have much better structures in place mm. and that, yeah, that had to be like an intentional decision on my part, but it was worth doing and paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's really helpful. I think to think about. So there was a lot of intentionality that even while I'm changing church and thinking about something else and going through all these changes and starting full-time work, which is another huge change. Mm -hmm. I've still got the intentional Christian community there. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. um, 
What about you guys? You guys stayed at the same church. Mm. Sarah, <clears throat> you kind of did, kind of yeah. didn't. Um, <laughs> and you also got, when did you get married? Was that around the same time? Yeah. So timeline is I got married in 2020 and then I moved to where my husband goes to church, so regeneration. Um, and then about a year and a half later, I graduated and started working. Yep. So it was kind of spaced out in terms of the different transitions. Um, but um, by the time I'd finished uni, like I was pretty settled at Regen and um, yeah, was in a very supportive Christian community and church. Um, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So how'd you find that when they're kind of, um, sometimes I think when you leave, so you can feel like the floor drops from beneath you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you find that transition like to, remove a little bit like as you leave you come out of CU and into church mm. was there anything you particularly did in that time yeah I think um I think I definitely had a lot of older people kind of warn me about that reality of the floor falling mm. <laughs> so I think older wiser people being like make sure that you don't see CU as your church and make sure you know that CU is not your church it is a great great gift um but yeah at the end of the day um like church is what where you're going to be um when you leave uni um so I think that was always at the forefront of my mind and um yeah I think in the last year of uni I kind of um I was kind of pretty invested in CU throughout my uni experience first year I was like doing everything that I could go Mm -hmm. to um maybe halfway started like investing in particular things <laughs> prioritizing <laughs> um and then um in the last year kind of like okay I should figure out what I can actually balance at my local church and kind of do that transition properly um so I think in my last year of uni I was leading um a bible study at my church I'm pretty sure I may have got that timeline wrong but then I was also faculty leading but I was co-leading the bible study at my my church um and um yeah just trying to figure out what it would look like to not be part of CU anymore and think about what Christian community and Christian commitments I had that I wanted to um, be involved with after uni. So I think, like, praise God for that. I didn't find it too challenging, but I definitely know a lot of people who have and are currently in that space right now. Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely a, a challenging one, especially, um, I guess, yeah, if you're in a space where you don't feel like your um, church doesn't meet the... I guess that the idea of really being spiritually fed like you felt at CU, um, things like that. Mm. I think something I have learnt and had to remind myself of is that, yeah, like CU is not a church and probably the level of teaching that you get at CU is not the average level of teaching that you get in churches Mm. generally across Victoria, probably nationally. Um, and so then, yeah, Mm. like it can feel like when you go back to your church, it can feel like your teaching or like the teaching that you receive is not what you get at CU. I think for, like for me, I was told going into CU that CU is a really good place to invest in and to grow and to like take hold of all the teaching that you can get, um, to then be equipped to go back to your church, Mm. to serve your church well with the teaching and the skills that you've learned um, and the ways in which you've grown. Um, and so for me, like, I was like, yep, cool. Okay. I've been equipped with all of this great stuff at CU. How can I now leverage that in the church? We're not, or in my church, where not everyone has received that training and that teaching. How can I encourage them to be growing um, and yeah, to be serving uh, the body as I've yeah been taught through CU yeah yeah and so Sarah that looked for you like you started leading a Bible study at church and while you were faculty leading and then so when you drop you kind of put I guess more into Bible study and more Mm. into church yeah and I think also like what Kat said that was great like so spot on (laughs) um and I feel like you know like praise God for all the training we've had through CU um 
Like I remember just at, at Regen, like um, we were talking about leading a Bible study and um, there is a bit of an overlap between CU, especially Focus um, and Regen. But mm. um, like we we talk about our experience of leading a Bible study at, at CU um, and we'd be like, yeah, we've led one before. But then the people who weren't at CU, like we have no idea. And like mm. it's just, it is like amazing to think about the experiences we have had at CU to be like trained to to like um, handle God's word. Um, and obviously it's still um, work in progress and, and things, but like, yeah, like thinking like how can we leverage what we've learned um, and um, to grow and serve in the local church. Yeah. Mm. Rana, what did that look like for you? Because you stayed at Holy Trinity Doncaster. Um, so what did that look like last six months, last year, changing into f- kind of full-time church? Not really, but you know you know what I mean, rather than church and see you being split. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what did that look like for you? Yeah, um, I think God was very kind to me in, um, yeah, um, placing me in HTD, like throughout my uni degree. Um, so, I f- yeah, I was, I was very well fat. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely staying in. From what you were saying, I was very fat. (laughs) Oh man, you actually have to cut that out. (laughs) Not acceptable. Keep going. Um. Yes, I was very well fed as a Christian. Um, getting lots of training at church, being like a youth group leader, and like writing Bible studies. Um, and like going to engage with my church, but also like doing NTE. I was like zipping through the strands, like three <laughs> years done, yeah. like strand six. Yeah. Anyway. Strand um, six? What's strand six? There nah, is no strand <laughs> There's a new strand there. There's strand 5B this year at Engage, what? which is a new one. Yeah, oh, anyway. what's that? Oh. Preaching? Yeah, I think so. Oh, but a different no. book? Nah, I'm not sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, your question. Sorry, let me think. Um, yeah, I think... Because you were youth leading. Yeah. And then did that change shape when you finished CU? Like, did, was there any more involvement in that or... No, I say I stay pretty involved. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I find... I don't know. God was very kind in helping... In allowing that transition between uni and work to be very easy. Um yeah, I think because I had been going to the same church, um, that was, yeah, like, um, that was teaching me God's word faithfully and, um, yeah, also, like, being a really strong Christian community. Um, so it was quite an easy, like, shift from, like, uni and church, like, see you in church and, like, full-time church. Um, and I didn't feel like – I think where I grieved my relationships – was only in CU because like my relationships in church stayed throughout my uni degree until now when yeah I've started working um yeah but I think towards the end of my uni degree um I've been thinking a bit about like doing apprenticeships and um yeah whether that was um something that I want I would want to do down the line um yeah so as I was wrapping up with uni I think I was just thinking more intentionally about areas in uni ministry that I hadn't kind of like tried before that I think mm. I would enjoy and that was like international student ministry um yeah and so um yeah I, was, I think towards the end of my uni degree I was just thinking about like how how can I like get involved in that in any capacity that I can before I wrap up with uni mm. yeah and then once I wrapped up it was just yeah just transitioning into a full-time church yeah yeah awesome uh I have one other area that I think it would be good for us to talk about, which is thinking about evangelism in work uh, because mm-hmm. we talk a lot in CU about, I mean, all of you guys should be able to repeat this verbatim, right, that we wanted to see every student on campus know a disciple, make a disciple of Christ. <laughs> but actually that CU is like the AFES vision is that we um, proclaim Christ on university campuses, that we present everyone mature in him. But mm-hmm. that extends, obviously, we want to send all of CU students out to do that in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how have you guys found doing evangelism in the workplace? Challenging. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. 
Didn't go cat. Um, <laughs> um, I actually, in, I've been working for six months and I'm yet to have an opportunity to share the gospel with anyone at work. Um, people know that I'm Christian, um, mm. but majority of my colleagues are very kind of settled already. Like uni is like kind of a period where everyone's, you know, exploring kind of what their identity is. Um, they're kind of working out what they want their life to look like. Um, mm. And then kind of once people hit work, um, they're quite set. They're set on like their mm. path and what they want to do with their life. Um, so there's less, significantly less opportunity, I think, just in people's kind of life stage um, to kind of have those conversations. Mm. On top of that, you've then got the fact that you're actually working together. So uh, the opportunities that you have for just everyday kind of conversation to build relationships with people, I find quite difficult, particularly in yeah, my job where it's very, very fast paced. Um, and I'm working with multiple teams at the same time um, across multiple different projects. Um, and I, in my team, in Melbourne, I haven't met another Christian actually where I'm working, um, albeit our firm is big enough to have people kind of interstate um, and in other areas of the firm uh, that are Christian and they've connected. So we actually have a prayer group at work and so they pray awesome. um, for yeah, our colleagues and uh, for the firm uh, more broadly. Um, yeah, and like they've had opportunities to share the gospel with their colleagues, even read the Bible uh, with some of them. Um, and so hearing about that stuff is, yeah, really helpful and encouraging uh, for me as I, yeah, try and find the, even the slightest, like, opportunity in conversation to be able to, like, share my faith and ask questions. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't come along very often necessarily, but depends who you make friendships with at work, I guess, and who mm. your colleagues are and what kind of area you work in as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, I work in the same firm as Kat, so we, we both attend the prayer group, which has been really encouraging. Um, yeah, I think for those of you going into corporate jobs, you should look for a prayer group in your workplace because there's a um, Christian organization called City Bible Forum that organizes that for you. And that is honestly so encouraging just to like inject a bit of Christianity. Not not that it doesn't like permeate through your whole life at work, but it's just encouraging to actually be able to meet with other Christians in the workplace and pray together. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, evangelism in the workplace has been, um, yeah, difficult. I think evangelism in general is quite difficult, but I think in the workplace, um, you're kind of like alone in doing it. Like I think at, at uni, like you can just go to walk up and you'll have an opportunity to find someone and like like hopefully tell someone the gospel. Mm. Um, whereas like, yeah, I found that at work um, it takes time to build friendships with people at a point where they're willing to share a bit about their religious beliefs and if they even believe in, yeah, any anything religious. Mm. Um, and then from there as well, it's like you kind of have to like tread carefully. Um, yeah, because – um, if you don't have a deep relationship, you like you want to try not to say anything offensive or that will like turn them off Christianity. Um, yeah, I think there's some like difficult issues as well that I just like personally like feel, um, yeah, like it's quite difficult to engage with, like some difficult topics. Um, yeah, and I think, I don't know, I think people in the workplace, um, like I work in a firm in the city, people there are pretty driven, people there know what they want in life. And people there, like, love comfort. And I think it's, like, it's, yeah, I'm still figuring out how to, like, speak into that. Um, yeah, because everyone wants to buy a house. Everyone wants to, like, move up in their career. Mm. It's, like, how, yeah, what what can I say to them? I'm, I'm Like, I'm still not sure. I'm still learning and growing and trusting in God <laughs> to teach mm. me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard and long. So I guess you guys attend a prayer meeting. Are there any other kind of practical things that you've put in place or that you try and do that? Um, yeah. 
show Christ to the people in your office or help you think carefully about evangelism or anything like that? Hmm. Or Sarah too. When I talk about my weekend, I always say that I go to church mm-hmm. or that I've been to church mm-hmm. uh, on yeah on the weekend. It's like a, like every time you see anyone, like on a Monday or a Tuesday or even yeah. a Wednesday, depending on when you've seen people, like yeah. they ask about the Thursday. weekend. Yeah, Thursday. <laughs> How was your weekend? <laughs> yeah, um, people yeah. ask about the weekend. Um, so, <laughs> so true. Like when you're working, that's it is like a when you're starting. Isn't it? <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, How's the weather yeah. today? <laughs> so I like uh, try and say that like I, yeah, have been to church or I'm going to church um, or, yeah, something along those lines, um, which gives people the opportunity if they like want to ask questions, then that's a, like it's a start. Um, my worst fear is like, knowing someone for like six or eight months and then I have to bring up, oh, like I'm a Christian and I get like just be really upfront about it. Um and it's helpful. Mm. Mm. Other yeah. than that. Knowing how to yeah. respond to that co- that question though, like what do mm. you do on the weekend, I think is so important. Yeah. That was one thing that I tried to do, which was like, you know, someone was like, what do you do on the weekend? I was like, oh yeah, I went to church. It was awesome. I played drums. It's like, cool. That doesn't actually communicate anything. And so what <laughs> I tried to think about on the way to work on Monday morning was what's like a 10 second snippet I can do mm. that will incorporate the sermon somehow. Mm. Be like, oh yeah, yesterday it was church. You know, we had church. It was awesome. Uh, we were thinking about uh, God's love in, um, you know, displayed through the Israelite people or something, you know, something, some one sentence that would kind of cover a bit more than just I went to church. Mm-hmm. That was my plot because after like a year of saying I went to church, no one picked me up on, they were like, cool, nuts. People just like <laughs> awesome. want to go about their own lives. Like oh. they just, they ask it out of courtesy, but yeah. they don't really, yeah, they're like kind of just not interested unless it's something like super exciting, which to most of them church is not a very exciting thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Have you guys had a, have you had anyone kind of give a really negative response? You know, when you're like, I went to church and they kind of like get annoyed or frustrated or like angry at you Mm. kind of thing. I had one person laugh at me. Yeah. That I was Mm. Christian. Yeah. Um, Didn't really feel that personal because I think he is just the sort of person to kind of openly judged so I was kind of like yeah whatever (laughs) Mm. um yeah but otherwise no not really yeah Mm. kind of the benefit of people just being content living their own lives and like not really caring what other people actually do or like going oh you do you and Mm. I'll do me um means that Mm. if they don't have a particular like if they don't yeah support it or they openly like or they don't, even if they don't support it, they just kind of go, oh, well, that's just like your choice. Cool, you, do, you can do that. I wouldn't do it if it was me, but yeah. <laughs> she looks like she there's a story, story. There's a story coming. I think there's a story coming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. At work, I like, I told one of my colleagues that um, I volunteer at my local church to um, like help mentor youth with like faith matters and like I told him that like I run Bible studies and stuff and he like he laughed at me he was like <laughs> he was like Rihanna volunteering wow I was like like as in like he was like I can't believe you volunteer <laughs> and I was like oh wow what what kind of person do you think I am <laughs> anyway yeah um yeah um that was a good response though like I think when I um when I tell people that like my Wednesday and my Friday nights are like taken up by mm. youth group, um, they'll they'll ask a little bit more about like, oh, what, what's youth group? What do you guys do mm. and stuff? Um, but then that's also like I, I don't know. I just I feel like I have to be quite careful as well and mm. like not, um, yeah, not offending. I think I play that up in my head as well. Um, it's true though that kind of because the relationships last longer, mm. and so it's not like walk up where you can kind of yeah. just walk up to someone and have a conversation. You probably never see them again. Like yeah, you're yeah. going to sit next to them yeah. for the next 
couple of years kind of thing. So yeah, there's much greater risk. There's involved, a lot greater risk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think like in the line of work that I'm in, like network, your network is so important, and like you want people to like you because then you're more likely to like be put on projects. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think that's that's been quite difficult just trying to navigate that. We could do a whole another podcast on evangelism in the workplace, mm. which we probably should do at some point. Uh, but we're not. I I want to switch gears a bit because. Wait, sorry. Can I say one more thing? Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one piece of advice I got um, as I was starting work, which I found really helpful, is that like it's it's better for your colleagues to know that you're Christian earlier than later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like put that out front. Yeah. Just yeah. Just say you're Christian early, and that just sets you up well. I think for for you to be like honest and just bring your bring your true self to yeah. work. Yeah, I think in my experience as well, like sometimes I've like, um, I've kind of like chickened out in saying like, oh, yeah, I like I help youths like think about how to take their relationship with God seriously. Um, and then they'll like, they'll they'll ask me more about like this like vague description that I gave of youth group. And then like, I won't know how to answer because that's quite a personal example. You can cut that out. <laughs> I think you think we're going to cut more than we actually were. No, I actually think you out. should. You should. Like. Um, anyway, I want to shift gears just a, a smidge because we thought about what, a lot of hard things to do with this. Um, but I want us to reflect, and I think this is a helpful place to land it, um, on the gospel uh, a little bit more. And I want to ask, and I haven't prepped you at all for this, so get ready for this one. Mm. Is there anything about full-time work um, that through the through the process of full time work, uh, or through learning to you know adapt to it, or friendships, or whatever in full time work that has helped you understand and appreciate the gospel more. Mm. Such a great question. I wish you gave it to us two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem with thinking on it on the spot. Mm. If that's too hard to reflect on. Uh, since leaving CU, um, what's one thing you've come to appreciate about the gospel more? Are you going to cut out the silence? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how long it lasts. Um, well, I haven't thought about it a lot, <laughs> but That's fine. I think one thing that God has been teaching me through full-time work is the importance of um, connecting and relationships. I think that um, one thing that I am so thankful for is that God is a relational God and he wants us to be connected to other people, to his church, Um to be um, building each other up, loving each other. And often when you go to work, um, not everyone, but a lot of people don't really have a lot going on in their social life or don't mm-hmm. have a community that they're a part of. Um, um, and um, like I really like maybe confused about the idea of my Bible study community and why we have dinner every week. Mm. <laughs> um and, um, yeah, I guess it makes me, um, yeah, it is, I think the fact, yeah, the idea that God calls us to love one another is such a attractive part of the gospel um, mm. and has been a basis of various faith um, conversations I've had <laughs> with people. Um, and on the other side of that, I think it's also made me realise that, um uh like at work you are just like actually a lot of people in my workplace like I get along really well with but I've definitely had other people that I don't really get along like I wouldn't naturally get along well with them um just because they just like different things or something um but like God has kind of sent me to this workplace to love them um and in the work we do being a loving person goes a long way and I think I even see that in some of my non-Christian like colleagues who love me well and always like 
make me laugh and smile and like make it enjoyable to work for them and Mm. it makes such a great community when that vibe is (laughs) vibe is there and like you like the people you work with so I think I've seen how that goes a long way um as well um and um yeah yeah Mm. I think for me um I think it's grown my trust in God um, that he will hold me fast. Um, yeah, I think just going to work, being surrounded by like people who don't accept him, don't know him, don't live for him. Um, yeah, I think it's been, um, it's been quite challenging. Um, um, yeah, for example, like, Lots of people at work swear a lot and then it challenges me to think about like my convictions Um, and I think it reveals to me my sin as well of like just wanting to please people sometimes like Mm. when everyone is doing it like yeah what am I going to do in the moment Um, I feel myself like wanting to join in I don't think I should and just like kind of wrestling with that internally I think has just revealed like um, how prone, how I'm so prone to, to sin, um, and to be doing what the crowd does. Um, yeah. And, and I think the influence of like a secular workplace is, um, is a lot more subtle than I realize. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause you're, you're talking to people, you're learning from them as well. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> it takes effort to kind of like be able to discern what you want to agree with or not. Um, yeah, so I think that whole process has revealed, yeah, to me how much I want to please people um, and how, yeah, I'm in my, like I'm in my um, earthly body, I'm still prone to sin. Um, mm. But that, yeah, um, my heavenly self is, yeah, seated um, in heaven with God and, um, yeah, my identity is there and that, like, yeah, by his spirit, he'll, he'll, he'll take me to the end. Um, yeah. So it's helped me to trust God more as I learn more about myself and my sin. Mm. It's kind of like the start of course of your life, isn't it? A bit like your yeah. identity is wrapped up in Christ mm. or even NTA last year. Mm. Um, our identity is now in Christ. We died with him. We've raised with him. Mm. And so even though it's so easy in work for our identity to be chasing after career or status or mm-hmm. just actually being accepted by people mm-hmm. and liked by people. That's mm-hmm. such a thing. Yeah. Um, but remembering that our identity is secure in Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, sh- it kind of shows you the wonder because when you see, oh, this was my experience, when you see mm-hmm. someone that's um, so consumed by their career status Mm. or so consumed by having to please everybody and be like it actually ends up a bit ugly i think in Mm. the end the person just runs after that to exclusion of everything else because that's where their identity is Mm. but it gives us the ability to being you you know in christ we can actually have the ability to to stand back to love our work well and love the people that i work well Mm. and yet not have to kind of over invest if that makes sense to it yeah but also like i think that image of just like a person who like just strives for their career i feel like it's a lot more nuanced yeah um as well like in in practice like a lot of the people in my firm who are like high ups and stuff like they yeah they work like their career means everything to them and it forms Mm. part of their identity but they also love their wife Mm. and they love their kids and they're like they're, they're kind people most times yeah, I mean, yeah, most times. <laughs> I mean, they are kind people um, and they're nice yeah. um, and, like, they seem humble. Mm. Yeah, and so, like, I think when I'm at work, I'm looking at them and, like, there's some ways that I can learn from them but there are also some ways where, they like, they've just got it wrong. Mm. Um, and it's hard, yeah. to, it's hard to discern that, I think, and not be influenced by, like, yeah, mm. the secular part of the identity. You're right, because it is so subtle. Yeah. And, like... You don't realize it until you kind of look back after a month or a couple of months or half a year or something and go, oh, my mm. my wants or my desires or my priorities have slightly shifted and I didn't even realize. Mm. That was my experience. Mm. Yeah. 
identity is a really big thing and it yeah I, I agree with you guys it's so 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 subtle and because you spend so much time in that environment as well mm. like you have just the ratio of time where you're like around other Christians and you have the other believers like calling you back to this like this is where your identity is rooted like reminding you of that like spurring you on in that is like mm. just a lot less frequent um mm. I think for me um my like yeah I think my identity and like my goals in life have definitely been God has been challenging them and chipping away at them while I've been working. Um, yeah, I think one particular goal, um, or like one, it's not really a goal. It was just I think an expectation that my life would be comfortable, um, mm. and that work is like one way to I guess secure that or achieve that. Um, yeah, I've been quite challenged by what that looks like and should look like uh, as a Christian. Um, yeah, as a Christian in a workplace where, yeah, people really care about, like, promotions in their career. Um, and, yeah, as like Rihanna said, people care about comfort, buying a, like having, owning a house, um, like having families. Um, they, yeah, care a lot about, pleasure as well and like Mm. what will like gratify them um and yeah I think I've been challenged in really thinking about actually well what do I like what am I expecting out of this life like what am I wanting out of this life of that God has given me um Mm -hmm. not just how how can I best yeah, serve the gospel um, where I'm, wherever I'm placed, and at the moment that's in work. But am I expecting all these things, even though I've never articulated them ever? Am I just expecting that that's what, or do I just not know? Which I've kind of just realised. Yeah, I just don't know what my life will look like um, in the future. And it might be working. It might not be. It might be earning a certain amount of money. It might not be. Um, it might be working at this particular like level of career or, or not. Um, it might not be working at all and I don't know. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I've been challenged to think about, yeah, what, yeah, what I'm expecting out of this life and how I can, um, learn to trust God better in, uh, not, yeah, not just not expecting those things, but uh, being hungry for what matters in an eternal sense, um, mm. more so than yeah, getting wrapped up in these other things. That I mean, while I was at uni, even like now that I'm working, I've struggled to and still am learning to identify these like wants and desires that I have that I've just kind of grown up with like the expectation that that's what my life would look like. Mm. Um, And yeah, that's not to say they're like bad things, but it's in terms of like asking, well, what do I really want? And how is, how does my life reflect that what I really want is Jesus and to spend an eternity with him, Mm. not all these other things and yeah, how can I demonstrate that or live that out day to day when I'm working and unless like I have a conversation with someone, I go to work the same as like someone who doesn't believe in Jesus. Um, I'll sit there and do the same job as them. I'll go home, cook dinner. Um, And so like how does my life look different and what should look different and what doesn't really matter, like what, yeah, Mm. what matters and what doesn't that yeah that's what I've been challenged to think about Mm. and how God's been growing me recently Mm. Uh, well I feel like we could keep doing another few hours of conversations on different topics but we're not 
uh, we're going to stop there. Uh, I think that's a good place for us to land. Uh, what we like doing at the end of the podcast is praying. Um, and so, Sarah, as the elder of the group. Um, <laughs> Are you actually <laughs> no. a woman elder? <laughs> I think it's me. Anyway, um, would you yeah. like to pray for us and for the students and that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for tonight and the opportunity we have to reflect on our experience on transitioning from uni to full-time work. God, we've discussed a lot tonight, including the highs and the lows of this transition. And um, yet despite it all, we know that you are in control and that you are sovereign through this transition, God. We pray especially for uh, those at uni and CU who are about to transition into full-time work um, or post-uni. And we pray for wisdom and discernment as they approach this transition. Help them, God, to um, seek you and to know how to approach different um, changes to friendships, community, and also what it looks like to invest more in the local church. And God, we also pray for those who are working full-time now. God, we pray that you would be um, with us, helping us to be a uh, faithful, um, yeah, to faithfully display the gospel in our workplace, that you would help us to um, find our identity in you and not in other um, passions and pursuits. Um, help us, God, to live for you um, with, with whatever we are doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Monash Christian Union Bible Talk. We long to see everyone at Monash University know a disciple-making disciple of Jesus Christ. If you have been blessed by this ministry and would love to support Monash Christian Union, you can do so via the link in the podcast description.